Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, if people aren't aware, you used to be a food blogger. Your foodie roots were forged from the callous hands of food trucks in Seattle. (laughs) The callous hands of food trucks. So melodramatic. But food trucking is hard work, though. Just it is. That being said, have you blogged about the new Dick's drive-in food truck? I haven't. Um, I blog on food trucks a lot less than I used to. But yes, definitely. For the first time, Dix is going to be rolling out a food truck. And guess what, Nelson? They might be coming somewhere near you. <laughs> near me? Yes. <laughs> near you. I mean, you know, maybe if they had the inside line on like that park next to your house, they'd be like, oh, that's Nelson Eats Park. We should go there. <laughs> That would be so awesome. I wouldn't have to go anywhere. I could just get out, walk in my pajamas and just (laughs) sleep in and just walk less than a block to that food truck location. That would be awesome. And just pick up. I would probably buy like 10 Dick's Deluxe, five milkshakes, and then just freeze them or refrigerate them and just have them in store. So tell me something. Seattle.grub talks about freezing Dick's burgers. Is that something that you do too? No. But if that's close by, I'm just going to buy several deluxes and just put it in there. Yeah. I just wanted to know if it works or not and how it comes out. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Mr. Frankstagram, swears by putting everything in a waffle maker. So he'll put everything in that waffle iron. (laughs) Pizza, burgers, sandwiches. It doesn't matter. It all goes in the waffle maker, guys. (laughs) That's kind of the equivalent of me putting everything in the air fryer. Right. (laughs) Right. Everybody's got their thing. So the first stops that they're going to make this fall, they've announced Bellevue, Bellingham, Everett, Renton and West Seattle. So you've got you've got at least that chance at the Bellevue or Renton stop, Nelson. Yeah, but everybody goes to Bellevue and Renton. Why not Issaquah? Give us some love, Issaquah. Yeah. Where is Issaquah, you guys? (laughs) Like, where is that? Shout out to Sugar Spoon Dough. They at least come out to Issaquah and as far as Maple Valley. I mean, they go far. They go deep into the, into the, they go beyond East Side, guys. Will's been going to Suncadia a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, Suncadia? I'm just like, wow. But, you know, it seems like he sleeps over too. So <laughs> It's perfect. It's a write-off is for him. That's awesome, right? I'm on a vacation. I might as well just bring my truck up here, make some money and... I'm gonna spend some time in Circadia. That would be that'd be my dream. Play play nine holes of golf or eighteen holes, and right. uh, the next day sell some cookie dough. I'm yeah, that'd be the life. I'll, I'll let Will know you want to hang out. <laughs> oh well, guys, if you guys are gonna try to catch Dick's Drive-In food truck, just be aware they're not gonna have fries on board right now. It could be a fry truck in the future. Um, for those of you who don't know, like there's a lot of logistics to be handled in having fryers in food trucks and often has to do with the size of the truck. So I don't have any details on what size truck they have. But if it's too small, really having a fryer is really difficult unless that's going to be what you're using for everything. But for burgers, they absolutely need a grill. So you need that grill space, which takes up a lot of area. They are looking for a permanent location and it's rumored that it is going to be on the east side. That would be cool. It doesn't have to be in Issaquah, but it would be great if it was in Bellevue or 
somewhere in that vicinity. It's all about the votes. Dick's, you know, remember when they chose the Kent location? It was all about the votes. Edmonds, all about the votes. So all you East Side people got to organize and get on the same page to vote to have the truck to have a permanent location there. Everybody, if you live on the East Side, whatever you do, vote anywhere except for Kirkland. Kirkland doesn't need one. They already get a Shake Shack. Oh. They don't need a Dick's Burgers. Bring it to Bellevue. Bring it to Issaquah. Bring it to Newcastle. I don't care. Just bring it somewhere that's not in Kirkland. Kirkland's barely east side. It's so close to me. <laughs> it's like North End. <laughs> I have nothing against Kirkland, but you guys already get the Shake Shack. So you guys already have that one. Don't double dip on there and give it your, get your dicks driving. No. <laughs> okay. That's Nelson's final word. Kirkland, you may not have a dicks drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't get me started about City of Issaquah. These guys, you guys didn't even lobby or anything or do this huge mass email letting people vote for Dick. So they, they didn't even try. They didn't even try. So you know what? If Issaquah doesn't get it, it's on you guys. That's you guys, right. Issaquah had the first Krispy Kreme in Washington. They did. Mm-hmm. I used to come That's... to Issaquah to go there. I used to come to Issaquah for Krispy Kreme. I remember I used to wait an hour and 15 minutes for damn Krispy Kreme original mm. glazed donuts. Yeah. They had a fat burger too. I remember that. They do. They still have a fat burger. Oh, but... it's still there? Wow. Yeah, it's still there. Wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. This is Seattle Footy Podcast, episode 108. Hey, Monica, how's everything going? We didn't really do much uh, in terms of food eating, I guess, in terms of eating, yeah. I guess. Yeah, no, um, I've been feeling sick off and on. Um, I got a lot of respiratory stuff. So the air quality changing and then the weather, the temperature changes have been hitting me pretty hard. So yeah, absolutely. I didn't go out many places last week. Um, and as you guys know, I don't use delivery apps. So um, I'm going to have to make up for it this week with food businesses. So sorry, guys. <laughs> and I apologize for last week's two year anniversary episode. Apparently, I had the laptop microphone on and not our normal Yeti microphone. So hopefully the sound quality is going to be better this time around. But anyway, let's get move on to the show. Today, we've got one recap as well as some things that we did go eat. We did grab some food during the weekday and uh, we got an interview. I'll start with the recap. So this is my, uh, I don't know if millennials or whoever's listening will understand my reference, but hey boss, the plane, the plane. Monica, better island, fantasy or Bainbridge Island? Go. Bainbridge, fantasy creeps me out. Wow, that was such a fast answer. You didn't even think about it? No, I, I've watched like Fantasy Island before. It's a little creepy, you know? Yeah. Things come true for you, like whatever you want. That's the that's the thing about Fantasy Island. What was that guy's name? Mr. Um, the, the guy, the head. Of, who was the boss? Who was the boss? Oh, I don't even remember. Ricardo I almost Monteblan. it was Ricardo Monteblan. That's so, right. So like, it's super creepy. Like, wouldn't you be creeped out if some like every time you turned a corner, this guy was there and like talking about all your personal business, <laughs> like playing matchmaker. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> but you have to respect the hustle, Monica. That's the hustle. He's everywhere. Whatever you want, he pops up. It's like the genie. If you want the genie, you summon, hey, genie, okay, I'm here. I pop up. There I am. That's that's who he is. That's Ricardo Maltabon. He he had hustle, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so Bainbridge for me. I, I like Bainbridge a lot. I was disappointed I didn't get to go shopping because I had eaten and drank too much alcohol. But that's for later. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what did we do at Bainbridge Island? We went and had lunch at Basa Restaurant for some modern Vietnamese cuisine using locally sourced ingredients. We joined friends of the podcast, TDT Eats and Feed the Pudge, and we sampled some amazing Vietnamese food. Started with small plates like taro egg rolls and spicy wontons. I'm still thinking about that duck salad that they put out and the Cajun catfish bon. You want pho? Well, you got pho. Because I love the broth from the mushroom pho. And then, and for all you meat lovers, you'll want to get that Hanoi-style beef pho with oxtail. And they're also doing wings in three flavors. That's the new menu items that are coming out. They have the original honey sauce, garlic, and tamarind. Monica, what kind of dishes did you like? I think my absolute favorite was the cat, Cajun catfish bon, bon mi. I like catfish a lot, and I thought it was... They respected that catfish. The cornmeal batter that they had on it was excellent. I mean, pretty unbelievable. I I actually eat a lot of catfish, and so that was absolutely delicious. Uh, my second favorite was the taro egg rolls. I really like that savory flavor and that crunch. Um, I tend to like rice paper a lot more than egg wrappers, so um, made it extra crunchy, kind of like imperial rolls, Wilson. That's right. <laughs> Monica was comparing these to Imperial Rolls because she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because, again, it's I still am looking for Imperial Rolls other than Babar. And so this might be the place to get an alternative mm-hmm. Imperial Rolls for those taro egg rolls. So there, there was very delicious. And I guess I totally agree that Cajun catfish banh mi, that was outrageous. Mm. The pho on the Hanoi style beef pho, if you add the oxtail, there was just so much meat. I think you guys stepped away and I kept eating everything because like nobody else wanted to eat it. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to eat all of this. And I couldn't even eat all the beef in there. That was so much protein in there. But... You, you know, that's a good meal when like we're all there so long where people are coming and going. We're yeah. like, we leave for like 15, 20 minutes, come back. I mean, that was, that was the longest lunch I've had in a while, but definitely enjoyable great food and great company i didn't even mention the cocktails Mm. (laughs) they had a bone broth bloody mary Mm -hmm. it was amazing spicy very spicy too really impressed with bossa i'm gonna say this right now monica i'm gonna put this down this might be one of the best vietnamese restaurants in the greater seattle area it is really worth going out to bainbridge island for I would absolutely agree with you. I think um, the option of having traditional Vietnamese dishes and then having some modern fusion dishes is amazing. And the fact that they keep on the pulse of what's going on in the cooking scene in Vietnam is just Mm -hmm. incredible. So like food is very meaningful and that they're at the top of their game is just incredible. And so, yes, I agree with you, Nelson. If you want to do a food crawl, and you're tired of going to the places like International District or Capitol Hill, you guys make a ferry ride out to Bainbridge Island, put Boss on your list, as well as a bunch of other places out there, Proper Fish, Monica, what else? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Um, there's a cute little uh, retro candy store out there called Bon Bon. There's Blackbird Cafe. There's more ice creamery. There's, um, oh, the crepes. They got the crepes out there. What's the name of the crepe place? Anyway, the crepe place. You'll know it. You'll know it because they sell crepes. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have two crepe places in, uh, on, on that Winslow Street. Yeah, you can do a lot of damage down there. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun time. All right, Monica. Well, in addition to going to Basa on Bainbridge Island, we also did some eating over the week. I'll start it off for this week. Monica, we really need to make Taco Thursday a thing. <laughs> Why does Tuesday get tacos all the time? There's six other days that need love too, Monica. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like, who made up Taco Tuesday? I mean, tacos are I don't good know. any day of the week. National Taco Day was on Saturday. <laughs> oh, was it? 
Yes, it was. I mean, I don't understand. Like Taco Thursday, it same sounds the same as Taco Monday, mm-hmm. Taco Wednesday, Taco Thursday. Mm-hmm. Someone make this happen. Tuesday can't or monopolize the entire taco market. It's just wrong for me. We should just make up different days of the week and like name them different things as part of like the podcast. It should be fine. <laughs> we'll just make up anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like National Taco Day is happens like six times a year. <laughs> That's the same with National Burger Day. And I was like, man, that's always doing it. Every day. Like, why? <laughs> it's food lobbies. <laughs> Anyways, I was out in Bellevue. I checked out the El Maestro del Taco food truck for Cabeza and Lengua Tacos. And Monica, here's another diatribe that I'm about to tell you. What are your favorite meat choices for tacos? And if you don't say Cabeza and Lengua, you're totally wrong. I only like lengua. Okay. That's not, good. Not, I'm not glad. Cabeza, not cabeza. Not cabeza? <laughs> no, oh, like, lengua, though. It's so good. Oh, no, no, no. I think, I think I haven't found any place that prepares it correctly because mm-hmm. it can go sideways. A lot of proteins can go sideways if it's not like traditional like pork, chicken, you know, beef. Um, so when you're working with other parts of animals, it can go wrong if people don't prepare it right. So I, I just haven't found a place where I like the cabeza. I agree. Every time I get tacos like the carne asada mm-hmm. or I get carnitas, it's always just overcooked for me. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. No, yeah. I agree with you. A lot of bad tacos is actually not because of the shell. I mean, granted, there are better shells than others, but pretty much they're equivalent. Um, a lot of people make their own, which is fantastic. Toppings, fine, but it's the protein. Respect the proteins, people. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a taco plate with four tacos at El Maestro del Taco. It is literally right off the street. They park it in some lot and you just go and order it. And it's really neat. They have this nice little setup. They mm-hmm. they have several tables and chairs so you can sit outside and enjoy it. And one probably one of the better taco spots mm-hmm. and just the taco truck. Mm-hmm. What else did I eat? I picked up another Pagliacci 17-inch pizza pro mm. tip. As I mentioned, pizza in the air fryer makes the best leftovers. I thought it... I actually thought the pizza tasted better in the air fryer hmm. than it did in real time. But don't tell Pagliacci that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try because, you know, I talk to them every week. <laughs> <laughs> While we were in Bainbridge Island, we also checked out this place called Pleasant Beach Donuts for sourdough donuts. This was the first time I had sourdough donuts. I, I must say I was quite intrigued, Monica. I could really taste the sourdough. What do you think? Yeah, I like sourdough donuts. I haven't had them here in Seattle, but I've had them when I traveled before. Uh, there's a nice little tang from the sourdough, and they use sourdough starters. And definitely, I love the texture. The chewy texture is something that um, I, I enjoy quite a bit. Now, I didn't know this, but friend of the podcast, Tor601, she told me they also do pop-ups in Seattle mm-hmm. at Sandpoint Way on Wednesday through Sunday, starting at 8.30 a.m. So you can go and check out Pleasant Beach Donuts in, on Sandpoint Way. Yep. And then finally, when we got back from Bainbridge Island, Monica, I don't know, parked almost in West Seattle. <laughs> I had to drive her back to the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> this is why I Uber. <laughs> Oh, almost in West. You guys, she parked so far away oh from the God. ferry terminal. I was like, "Wow, where where'd you park?" She parked near Jackson's, of course. 
<laughs> as I dropped her off from the car, we were so close to Saigon Deli, which I didn't imagine I would be so close to. So <laughs> I had to stop by and bring back some banh mi's for dinner. <laughs> you always got to get the number one, the grilled pork and the number two. Go get those. That's what I ate this week. <laughs> Sounds yummy. Um, I feel attacked. So you guys, okay, so if you <laughs> Nelson and I were both driving, I did not want to take my car to Bainbridge. That's like $16 that I do not need, as opposed to paying $9 round trip for my body to just walk on. And like with the construction going on right now, there's like no parking. And if I pay for a private life, it's like $30 for like four hours. And every time I go to Bainbridge, I end up staying longer than I should, which is exactly what happened. I blame the alcohol, but it happened. <laughs> and so I was glad that I parked in a residential area that had open parking. Otherwise, I would have been like, I'll see you guys later. I would have been running to the ferry terminal to leave you guys. But I, I wanted to hang out with you guys because you guys are so fun, except for the sports talk. <laughs> You're hanging out with three guys, Monica. You're bound to talk some sports. Uh... <laughs> okay. So, um, as I said, wasn't feeling great last week. So, um, not as much eating as I should have been enjoying in town. But I kicked things off baking with my son, Cole. So, we used Jasmine Bell Smith's cookie recipe. And we even tried flooding, which is a technique for frosting cookies. So, the cookies were delicious. But we definitely need more practice flooding. And Jasmine is so supportive of Cole and I. And she used to do in-person cooking classes. Nelson, you and I took a galette class. But now she does them virtually. So, check that out. What is flooding, Monica? I don't know what that is, other than lots of water overcoming right. certain barriers. So flooding, um, <laughs> do you remember you got the Father's Day set for your dad, right? Yes, I did. So so that blue cookie, that it was sugar cookie, and it said dad on it, looked like, like a, a blue ribbon that you would mm -hmm. give to your dad. So that's flooding. So basically, it's not quite over the edge, but it's all around the cookie, and it's all filled in, and there's no bubbles. It's like a smooth surface. There's mm -hmm. a special technique that you have to use to make sure what, how you're doing it, and then if there are air bubbles, how to smooth them out with toothpicks. And so uh, Jasmine does have like an IGTV video about it, but I think the deal was that our icing was just um, too thin. And so I don't often make icing. And so I just needed to have it thicker. And I think it would have worked better. So we'll try uh, next time. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm always drinking coffee and I got my hands on Dutch Brothers. I, you know, I don't know. They don't have any locations in Seattle. They've got like Everett and Renton. So I just, you know, I just love it. And anytime somebody's going anywhere nearby one, I always ask for it. And if I'm lucky, I get it. Because, um, you know, I'm not leaving the house much. So, um, but I like Dutch Brothers. And then, ooh, Nelson, mm -hmm. I thought when I was sick, I thought maybe a homemade salad was here since you always say I don't get enough veggies. So I thought, well, it must be because I'm not eating enough veggies. That's why I'm sick. Uh, but that wasn't it. So <laughs> after I ate the salad, I fried up some Cajun pork loin to top it off. <laughs> just in case, just in case, you know. So I got some protein and some veggies. So I figured between I was covered. Um, so at least I got to sleep that day. My friend, it was his birthday last week and he wanted to visit Don Lucho. So we stopped by and this time I got some of my favorite sandwiches that I've been eating for years, like the chicharron and the lomo saltado. Um, I didn't have any drinks because it was a work day, but uh, I really wanted a beer, really wanted one. <laughs> I wasn't that sick. I wanted a beer. Um, they have a new dish dropping this week. It's called pescado macho and it's a dish just filled with seafood and a fried piece of fish and Peruvian flavors. So that's all the eating that I did. That's probably the shortest list I've had since the quarantine began. <laughs> hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, I have not been to a Dutch Brothers. I've never had a Dutch oh. Brothers in my life. I think you'd like it. Really? Because they have, no, they have floofy drinks. It's just not a specialty coffee that 
I mean, isn't that, isn't no. that all it is? Their, their blends is what's special. So all the different lattes and mochas and smoothies. My son, Cole, Cole likes the um, the energy, the, the Red Bull energy drinks. They have like a whole line of energy drinks that they make. Um, but I think you'd like them because they're sweet and they're tasty and they have some fruity stuff too. So um, no, the, I mean, coffee is a big part of it, but their their combinations are what makes them so popular. Okay. Well, I will tell you right now, I'm going to have to say no to the Red Bull drinks because I'm not a 22 year old frat boy. So and I don't need to study for any finals. So I'm going to go ahead and pass on the Red Bull. But I will do definitely try the coffee drinks. Uh, We haven't been out drinking where I drink Red Bull and vodka. I drink that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say no to Red Bull. It's been 10 years. I'm still not going to say no or say yes to Red Bulls. Gives me great stamina for drinking all night. <laughs> all, right. all right. Anyway, Monica, we do have an interview today, so let's go ahead and tell you about it. Our interview this week is with Garrett Lee, otherwise known as Elitis. Garrett is one of the few Seattle Instagrammers who features food videos, and he's known for going back in the kitchen and documenting how your favorite dishes are made. Here's our interview with Elitis, Garrett Lee. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Today, I have on foodie and good friend of mine, Elitis, Garrett Lee. Garrett, what's going on today? Oh, you know, I'm just chilling out, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I got to ask you because I've never asked you this whole time we've hung out together. What made you decide to call yourself Elitis for that moniker? Oh, man. I just wanted to come up with a unique name. It popped in my head and that's what I went with. No real reason. <laughs> okay. I love it. It's like the, the play on word, the elitist. elitist. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's with the L instead. So for all you millennials, you guys know it. So <laughs> <laughs> tell me, how did you even get started? Have you always been a foodie for all these years before or how did oh, you get started with it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I've always been one to like take pictures of my food and post it on the internet, you know, ever since like MySpace. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, dude? Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember MySpace. <laughs> so I mean, I basically just use it to just document the fun, fun food memories, and you know, connect with cool people that are into like food and travel. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty old page, actually. I didn't really uh, start posting on it till about 2018. Mm-hmm. I'd recently come back from a trip to Vietnam, and I'd taken like hundreds of photos and videos. So I just decided I was going to share it with the internet and see what it did. Now, you're one of the few in Seattle in terms of the foodie IG community that you do a lot of videos and everything is done off of your phone, right? You don't have a camera or anything like that. It's all off of your phone. I do have a camera, but I oh, okay. not to use it because uh, a lot of the time when you're like filming in the kitchen, you're working with like tight quarters mm-hmm. and the phone is just really low profile and then it makes decent enough videos to post it online. I love your videos. The videos are awesome that you do because you go in the back of the kitchen and so they're cooking up everything. And so you're capturing all of that. And then you put it in the post and I was like, wow, this is awesome. You go up behind the scenes and do a lot of that stuff. I think the videos are awesome. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that's like I like to produce the type of content that I like to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm really into like cooking and uh, sharing how the process goes with making the food that we eat. You mentioned you do a lot of cooking at home because I, I know you've given us spices before. You also done a couple of pop-ups too as well. Yeah. Tell me what's cooking in the lab right now. What have you been working on? Nothing like super crazy. Most of my cooking is focused on like Chinese flavors and Southeast Asian flavors. Mm-hmm. I'm serving them in like traditional ways, but also non-traditional ways. Like I was making those Sichuan chicken sandwiches that you guys tried back in the day. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, just cooking up, trying to find what's going to be working in my next pop-up. Still working on fried chicken flavors. I don't think that's ever going to change. Yeah. That's kind of my, what, I, what I'm into. Also trying to work on recipes that aren't so laborious for yeah. like pop-up reasons, mm-hmm. but also still delicious. So tell me, what goes into a pop-up? This is just for my personal information. I, how much planning goes into it? Or what are some things that you learned while doing a pop-up? Like, oh yeah, I should be doing this next time. Things like that. Number one is to allow myself more time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, our last one, <laughs> uh, we, we kind of got the ball rolling a little late. It got really, 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 really stressful towards go time. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, like, I think the two days going into it, we probably worked close to 20 hours and didn't sleep a whole lot. Oh my. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of work, but the experience was definitely super fun and very, very rewarding. Was that the one under the overpass near the International yeah, that was kind the, of town? Yeah, okay. the CIP block party last year. Uh, yeah. yeah, didn't get to do it this year because, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's some situations going on right now. <laughs> now, I heard your chicken wings were amazing, though, especially the, which one, the Szechuan pepper one, I think. That was probably one of the crowd favorites. That's what I heard. Yeah, they did pretty well. We sold out. And we had nothing but words of praise from everybody. So it was a, definitely a great experience and a good feeling. Awesome. Let's talk about Seattle food. How would you describe our food scene? Because I know you travel a lot across the country and also to other countries as well. How would you describe it and compare it to other places? I would say it's pretty well balanced. We got a lot of great variety in food that we have here in Seattle. The South Seattle zip code, 98118, is pro- mm-hmm. I, I believe is the most diverse zip code in the United States. Oh, okay. All the restaurants that are in the South End, just, they're a real testament to that. You can get variety, Ethiopian food, Vietnamese, Lao food, all that, all the good stuff. When you have friends coming over from out of town, where do you take them? It depends on what they're into, really. But uh-huh. if, they, if, they're, if they want some really good Asian food, uh, one of my favorite spots is the... Uh, Vientiane grocery store yeah Uh, it's really low-key hole in the wall but the food is like super authentic and i just every time i bring somebody there they love it and i love going there so it's that papaya salad and that lao sausage with sticky rice oh man (laughs) yeah the spicy sausage is is where it's at it's definitely oh yeah it's amazing compared to other places around seattle it's a very good value too it's fairly cheap compared to other places that i've been to oh yeah like capitol hill and things like that oh for sure yeah when i i was shocked like when it came out i was like oh my gosh i was like that's a lot of food and we got sticky rice too with it that we paid for it was like for five bucks i was like that's amazing or six bucks i don't remember what it was yeah that's definitely another reason why i love that place because you can go there and just eat like a king and not pay that much you know exactly any other places oh uh, yeah like right across the street from there is a rainier restaurant that's probably my second favorite restaurant to uh-huh. bring people to just because like you can get like a real deep experience into vietnamese food not just like the soup noodles mm-hmm. that beef ong choy salad i think oh, that's bro. what anthony bourdain really likes that, dude everybody loves that stuff it's great <laughs> yeah all right so flipping it around what do you think seattle needs more of though that is a tough question. One of the dishes I really loved from when I went to LA was galbi jim. Uh huh. Like yeah. Braised, you know what it is? Like a braised oh, yeah. Korean short rib stew. If there was a place up here that did it like they did it down in LA, I'd probably eat there as, as often as I could afford it. One of the places I always compare is California, Southern SoCal, especially. You have to go to either Edmonds or Fred Away to get proper Korean barbecue, but there's nothing 
really, really good that stands out in terms of Korean barbecue or Korean food compared to Koreatown in California and LA in the central Seattle area. So you can't really find, I mean, there's a couple of places like Son of a Butcher and then- I haven't tried that place out yet, so. There's another spot that off the top of my head, I can't remember and I feel really bad about it. (laughs) Hey man, you you got a lot going on in there. A lot of restaurants to remember. But yeah, I mean, there isn't anything that's proper that you can just go in for that Korean barbecue style Mm -hmm. where they kind of cook the meat for you and and that type of service. That's what's missing, I think. Yeah, it's it's always like a 45-minute drive away, but you know. We still got it, yeah. but <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> what else have you been thinking about doing for cooking wise? What are you thinking about planning on making for the in the future? Well, right now I just started this idea. We just started talking, but I'm working with the uh, owner of the Corazon Azteca truck. Uh huh. And in the coming weeks, we're gonna be working on some recipes, trying to bring some like newish foods up to Seattle. Well, we haven't gotten that deep into it. Our first uh, test kitchen night's actually next weekend, so I'm excited. Are you thinking like some Asian fusion with tacos or burritos, things like that? And yeah, Mexican a little, food, little like Asian fusion. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, we, we're just gonna be playing around, tinkering, trying to like figure out what we really like. And you know, uh-huh. once we get like a menu battle tested, we're probably gonna be doing organizing some uh, pop up experiences. So yeah, that should be pretty fun. For some reason, I'm I'm thinking spicy beef breakfast burritos with eggs. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey man, that. that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I'll, I'll throw us I'll, I'll brainstorm some ideas and throw it at you and see if they stick to the wall we'll, we'll talk about that and figure oh, it for out sure, man. I'm, I'm down to yeah. i'm down to try out anything i don't know i'm a huge breakfast burrito guy so anything that you can put meat and eggs together and you put in a wrap i don't know maybe put some avocado in there i have no oh, idea yeah. some salsa yeah but, yep I know people have done it, what, with bulgogi, but maybe if we can do it with some sort of Chinese dish that we can implement into it. You know how they do like the Chinese scallion pancakes? Oh, yeah, that yeah. That, that's maybe an idea, can... except like, I just don't know how to make those yet. So yeah, we'll, <laughs> I'm going to have we'll, to figure that out. We'll figure some out or something with like chasu or something like that with mm-hmm. barbecue pork with eggs. That's what I ate as a kid because my grandmother, when she was still alive and my dad still makes it, is like we, we would have like leftover barbecue pork. And so we would throw that in with eggs. Oh, and then yeah. maybe oh, if we had spam because <laughs> we were we were kind of poor that back in the day. So we just hey, threw man, some spam in spam there. <laughs> yeah. And we just had and that was my scramble. That was that was the scramble that we ate so if you just wrapped it in maybe i don't know you can even do it in in a burrito form in a tortilla you can do it that way too i don't know i'm just i'm spitting it i'm just spitting things out right now oh yeah it's like we don't even know what we're doing either it's just one of the dishes that we are gonna start doing or what he wants to start doing is uh birria mm-hmm. birria yeah when he worked at a restaurant that's like what his specialty job was inside the kitchen was making the mm-hmm. restaurant birria so he has a lot of experience doing that oh yeah and i feel like that's also one of the things that are uh it's on the up and coming in seattle but it's, it's not like la we don't have options up here you know yeah all right let me ask you now you gave me a couple of places the vntn and then the place from rainier are there any favorite places you like to eat around the greater seattle area Oh, yeah. There's tons of spots in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Cow cows. I've been eating there my whole life. So Yeah, uh, <laughs> me too. They're, they're legit. Probably, In my opinion, they're the best barbecue pork in the world. And I've eaten a lot yes. of barbecue pork everywhere. Absolutely. Me so, too. You yep. know, I, like, I keep going back there and I always compare it to them. And it's like, man, it's not better. 
can't find anything better than that for me. But there's also, yeah. you know, there's lots of like cool little new spots I like to go to. I've been going to Susu for the sweets. Susu. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even like a sweets type of guy, but I love their stuff. This is why I like you, man. I'm not a sweet guy either. I'm all give me a savory, give me a big steak yes, all, all the time. I want fried like chicken you... and burgers. That's what I want. Exactly. <laughs> like you can you guys can have the cookies you guys can have the cakes give me give me that big juicy steak and give me some fried chicken give me all of that oh man speaking of burgers i just tried that uh travis scott joint out from mcdonald's it was was pretty (laughs) decent was it yeah it, was, it wasn't bad it wasn't bad okay i just feel like it's just a quarter pounder with bacon that's all I, that's all, well, that's what i'm seeing on tv is that am i just wrong it's pretty much that's what it is and it was pretty good you know there's nothing wrong with a quarter pounder no there's nothing wrong at all give me another good burger spot since we're talking about burgers give me oh man one. i've been going to uh sam's tavern a lot recently because they've been doing oh. that uh promotion for like healthcare workers and i am a healthcare uh-huh. worker nice We've been going down there drinking beers, but they give us free burgers. They're actually really, really good. Love it. I would definitely make it a point to stop there at least like, you know, once a month, you know. <laughs> I call it Red Robin for adults. Am I wrong for that? I, I, would, <laughs> for say, I would say it was it is next level Red Robin. Okay. They use fresh beef, so. <laughs> Back in the day when they first opened, they had like this burger challenge where they would, you would eat like four different or five different burgers and then a Bloody Mary with a little mini slider on on the bloody mary and you had to finish it within 45 minutes i wonder if they still have that eating challenge oh it was really bad (laughs) (laughs) you don't understand that it was hard i couldn't do it i was like four of us the chef there was probably just so annoyed because we ordered four (laughs) four different food challenges they're like you got to do what they were so mad it was like on a wednesday night i was like this was supposed to be a slow night and we had to make 16 different burgers they were so mad at it oh man all i gotta say is where's the video bro (laughs) no this was this was probably i i can't remember probably more than eight years ten years ago oh this is a long time ago this is a long time but back in the foodie days yeah back in (laughs) back in the day when sam savin first came out in capitol hill that's what they had right on yeah it's a it's a new restaurant to me and i'm really digging their burgers i also like a little woody's too they always have some new stuff you know their burger of the week is always so good i'm always in i'm always down down for little woody's i know (laughs) yeah me too all right man garrett thanks for coming on hey one last question where can everybody find you on social media give me all of your platforms oh right now i just i basically only post to instagram and i'll once in a blue moon produce a youtube video the instagram handle is at elitist and same on youtube that's where you can find me that's where you can see i didn't even know you had youtube i'm gonna go check them out right now oh yeah check it out man just one video all right i I think i have one subscriber <laughs> All right. Well, you're gonna get two because I'm gonna subscribe right now. All thank right, you. man. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. And that was our interview with Garrett Lee. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at Elitis. Monica, I am really impressed with all of his videos because they're not just videos that you shoot of dishes. They're actual chefs and cooks prepping the food mm-hmm. and making fried rice or noodles or egg rolls or spring rolls or whatever whatever it is that they're always making. It's quite impressive to see how it's being developed. I don't know. Yeah, I've always enjoyed his videos. Definitely, uh, you can tell, I mean, he does some of his own cooking as well, but I think that you you kind of get that feel anyway, like like he's a home cook. 
And definitely we've tried his food that he's cooked and it's delicious. And I do kind of enjoy the behind the scenes and I don't get back in kitchens enough, but part of it is that I haven't really been going into kitchens since, um, since the pandemic began. I try to stay out of kitchens as much as possible um, to make sure everything's safe. Um, but I, I do. I love his videos too. He also has a permit that allows him to go mm-hmm. back in. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a permit. Too. I don't have a permit. Yeah. <laughs> so no, totally, totally. Actually, Col- you know Col- why, Monica? Why? why? You and I just don't want it more. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hey, whenever people ask us, hey, you want to come back in the kitchen? We're just like, no, we're good. I'm no, gonna go, we're I'm, good. I'm going to go sit back down and have a cocktail. You let yeah. me know when the food is ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really interested in being back in 110 degree weather and sweating. <laughs> right. And right. then coming back and sitting down and then I can't stop sweating. And then the whole experience is the, just really bad. And, and I look bad because especially right now, it's like, if I'm sweating, it's like, oh my God, does this guy have COVID? No, he just can't control his sweat He's and temperature. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I've got to get my food handlers card for, um, for something anyway. Yes. I like but I respect Garrett. Yeah, yeah. I respect Garrett and his grind and he's doing everything. He's in the back of the kitchen. He's doing pop-ups. He's creating new things all the mm-hmm. time. I love just trying out all his new stuff when he invites us. It's like, Hey, you want to go and try this out? Yeah, I'll try this out. Totally. Um, I like hanging out. Sometimes I invite him to like uh, beer events with me because, mm-hmm. you know, I-, I love hanging out with you, Nelson, but you just don't drink enough. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, I have a list of friends that I know that like to drink and they're the ones that I invite to drinking events because, you know, they got to be able to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. I'm not the heaviest of drinkers and I'm okay with that. It's just, totally. it's just anytime we get invited to these festivals, I'm like, okay, I hope there's food there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just like, what kind of beer is there? <laughs> yeah. Beer I will do, but it's other every mm-hmm. other spirits or just out, other alcohols. I I'm just not that heavy of a drinker. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always looking at mocktails or other mm-hmm. alternatives. But hey, that's okay. Yeah. So it's just more food for us. <laughs> totally, totally. All right, Monica, what's going on this week? Anything? What do we have? I think we have a couple things. We might be having lunch together once, maybe. Yeah, somewhere at the end of the week. That sounds good. Yeah, Yeah. sounds good. And then I think we might be going a couple other places separately. And so I think, yeah, actually, we might be seeing each other twice this week. We'll be looking out for that. Try some yummy sandwiches, some pizza, some pasta, maybe some other things. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Look for our stories. I'm going to be in Kirkland as I trashed Kirkland earlier in the yeah. uh, show, yeah. but I'm going to make up for it because I do have to drive to Kirkland. I'm going <laughs> so. to retweet your story and be like, oh, Nelson says he hates Kirkland. Where is he? Kirkland. <laughs> I didn't say I, I didn't like Kirkland. I'm just saying Kirkland's already got all the good stuff. Like spread the wealth around on, on the east side, a.k.a. spread the wealth in Issaquah. In other places. <laughs> <It's a clock. laughs> All right, everyone. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.